1: and you're listening to the Mavs Step Back
2: Podcast. How's it going, everybody? Welcome in to another episode of the Mavs Step Back Podcast. I'm your host, Dalton Trigg, and today I'm joined by my DallasBasketball.com colleague, Lance Roberson. Uh, You can find him on Twitter at Lance underscore 972. He does a lot of great work for us. Uh, I believe he's done the last two... Recaps. He did the back-to-backs uh, on the recap, which I, I'm very appreciative of you doing that because there's no way I would have been able to get that other one the other night. Uh, back-to-back recaps, he just put out a good story on Tim Hardaway Jr., who is taking care of, uh, I believe it's uh, house payments for families, isn't it? Two families?
1: Yeah, two families. It's uh, up to $10,000 in total donations. It's uh, Both families get three months of uh, house payments. So it was really nice of of him and an organization.
2: Always nothing but high class stuff from Tim Hardaway Jr. Love that dude. Uh, you know he, I know people don't like how streaky he can be on the court, uh, but it all evens out, and he's a good player on the court and off the court. So you love to see stuff like that, especially around the holidays right now, and you know people in need needing stuff like that. So that was great to see. Uh, Lance, we're gonna jump right into it. Uh, talking about these last two games that the Mavs have played without Luka. um, I don't know where your mind was at heading into both of those games. Me personally, when Luka doesn't play, I have zero expectations. Uh, I'm usually pretty optimistic, but with the way the Mavs have played without Luka so far this season and last season, uh, I did not expect a win in either one, even though it was OKC and Charlotte. And Charlotte's not the worst team in the league, but they have the worst defense in the league. Uh, So, I wasn't expecting much. They come out in OKC. Moses Brown has a big game against his former team, provides a big spark. Uh, They had a lot of guys in double figures. KP was only like the game's fourth leading scorer, and he only had like 13 points or something like that. So, you know, good all-around scoring from everybody involved. Uh, It was good to see them get some shots going. And then against Charlotte last night on the second night of a back-to-back, uh, they just shot the lights out, you know, something you don't normally see on a second night of the back of a back to back, but you know, uh, they, they got it going. KP had 22, 12, and three blocks at the half, uh, <laughs> only played 25 minutes total, and the Mavs get another blowout win. So, back to back blowout wins against uh, the Thunder and the Hornets without Luka, uh, who continues to rest that ankle. And then you have the game coming up on Wednesday against the Lakers. And then after Wednesday, the Mavs are off until Sunday. So they'll they'll have a long period of time there where Luka can continue to rest. And I don't think he should play Wednesday, but it might be hard for him to sit out one against his idol, LeBron James. I, I don't know if he's going to sit that one out or not, even though I kind of think he probably should. Uh, but get, where's your overall feelings on this team based on the last two games and what they have coming up?
1: All right, so – obviously the thunder are like one of the worst teams in the league. They're like obviously rebuilding. Uh, but I'm just, I'm always happy to see the so-called development that kid promised. So seeing Moses Brown get some time and some of the other players like green get some time. uh, that's, that's what I really care about when I'm watching these games, like against like lesser competition. Um, and even the Hornets, I mean, they were, they have a lot of like injuries and, uh, NBA health protocol stuff going on. So, like, LaMelo Ball wasn't even playing. Uh, they were that out a uh, Mason Pumley and two other rotation players. So, not saying that that win wasn't impressive. or No, it's not impressive. But what was impressive was KP. Uh, this is That was definitely the best all-around game I've seen from KP in quite some time. I mean, he had five blocks, including the, the Miles Bridges block, where I thought Miles Bridges was going to dunk yeah. on him. Because, I mean, <laughs> Miles Bridges is definitely – like a dunking competition kind of guy. Like look out for him during the all-star break. Um, other than that, Trey Burke definitely showcased that he does believe in shots. I think he had like 23 points. So, I mean, that the supporting cast, it was awesome to see, you know, Dallas actually perform at home, score 70 points, albeit versus a lesser team. Uh I do believe uh, Doncic is going to play Wednesday because, I mean, we all – everyone knows it's yeah. well documented that he that he loves playing against LeBron. And, I mean, he, he said himself that he shouldn't even have played against the Pacers, but he did. So I can definitely see him, you know, using his influence to uh, come back a little bit sooner.
2: Well, um, and, I mean, not that LeBron's going to retire anytime soon, but, you know, it is getting towards the – uh, the end of his career and you really you don't know how many more opportunities you're going to have to play against him so i just feel like if he's able to play even if he's not a hundred percent you know I, I feel like he's definitely going to uh to give it a run there but i agree with you you know it is they did get two wins and it was against two bad teams and the hornets they were without Lamelo ball you know they're shorthanded too uh we probably should have seen this coming given the beat down that the Mavs gave the Hornets in preseason they won by 68 it's <laughs> the same Hornets team in preseason so maybe they just like playing the Hornets I don't know uh but you don't want to put too much into preseason basketball uh but like you said I, I agree with you know the development stuff you like to see uh guys getting uh some run that they don't they they normally wouldn't get and Josh Green specifically, and we'll get to Moses Brown here in a second, but Josh Green, it seems like ever since that Memphis game, the first Memphis game that they lost, and then you had those fiery comments from Desmond Bain afterwards, you know, saying, oh, well, it's not my fault they picked Josh Green over me. And, you know, he basically just threw him under the bus. Uh, I mean – Obviously, Desmond Bain has a right to, to say what he said because everything he said was correct at that point. But since that point, it seems like Josh Green has been getting more run, and I don't know if it's specifically because of those comments that were made uh, or maybe it was you know just Sterling Brown being out and he's filling in for his position or whatever the case may be. Uh, but I like it. I like that it's, it's turned out this way because he's showing us some things He's always been good defensively. He's always been very active, uh, you know, has active hands. He's quick. Uh, he can get in position faster than pretty much anyone on the team right now. Uh, he hit a corner three last night and a couple other jumpers. You know, he was, he was hitting his shot. Uh, his vision is one of the things that's very underrated about Josh Green, and uh, it may not be underrated as far as, you know, the the Mavs community Mav Twitter community and stuff like that, because every time he plays, it seems like we're bringing it up, but uh, I just can't help, but notice, you know, he had one pass last night, Lance. I'm sure you remember it, but uh, Tim Hardaway Jr. Missed the three pointer, but it was like a look off cross court sling pass. That was just right on the money to Tim Hardaway Jr. Who was open on the other corner uh, and Tim Hardaway Jr. Missed it, but it was very Luca esque uh, with that pass. So, I'm very encouraged by Green's, you know, how he's played uh, the last couple of games. And I'm wondering if something like this could be meaningful for his development, like in the immediate future, like for the rest of this season. If Luca comes back and they are completely healthy, even if Sterling Brown comes back and they need a spark or something, maybe Jason Kidd can insert him. And because he's gotten some experience in some of these other games, it can end up being a good thing for the Mavs the rest of the season or maybe even in the postseason if they need a spark. You know, they could have used a a spark in the Clippers series last year uh, when things got so stagnant. So, I mean, what overall, I mean, what do you think about Green and where do you think his progression will go from here just the rest of this season?
1: All right, so with Green, like, leading up to the draft, like when people were talking about certain players, I mean, a a lot of the draft people I knew about weren't even necessarily having him high on their list for the Mavs to pick, but they did say that he was athletic, and that he could, like, given the right amount of time, be one of the better defenders in the draft. Uh, the thing is, when you play for Rick Carlisle and your name is not Luka Doncic and you're a rookie, <laughs> you don't really get a lot of chances. Um, so I remember him throwing an alley-oop to Willie Cauley-Stein last year, and of course Willie Cauley-Stein missed the, the dunk, and right away Carlisle benched uh, Green. And the reason I say that is because I just think Green's been conservative up until this point because he's been afraid to get yanked for small mishaps, even if they're not of his own doing. Uh, but now I just think he's starting to get confident and he realizes that kid is legitimately trying to play him and get him some burn. Uh, I I watched him do a pull-up in transition. I was like, I, yeah. I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> and and I was impressed. Even if he didn't make the shot, I was impressed because I was like, that's not something he would have done last year. Because really all he would have done last year, just stay in the corner and probably not even get a look his way. So. I think it's just confidence and reps. I mean, it's just like simple stuff. Um, I'm really just—I don't—I'm not really expecting much from him. I just want him to—I don't want to say be scared at the moment because he's professional, but I just want him to realize that he's out there for a reason, and and he's more than just a body. Like he needs to like do something out there. I mean, they—they they need young players. They need a spark, like you say, because I mean, Trey Burke is rarely going to give you 23 points off the bench, you know, let alone even play that long. So. Yeah. yeah, that's all I'm looking for is just him being confident and and, and believing himself to just pull up in those situations and, and and try different things rather than just being kind of conservative with his play.
2: Well, just moving on from Josh Green a little bit, another you know young Maverick that's been playing well, and it really it's it goes before these last two games against OKC and and Charlotte, but that win they had against Memphis is really when Moses Brown started to get you know a good handful at least you know over 10 minutes i think he only played 12 in that memphis win but uh he was a big factor uh in that win you know taylor jenkins the memphis grizzlies head coach afterwards he was when they asked him about you know what the difference in the game was he was just like (laughs) he said moses brown was the difference in the game because of the energy he brought Uh, he just gives the mavs a different dynamic uh than you know what you have with say dwight powell at center and he's young he's athletic he's long uh in i think it was the okc game he had a drop step in the paint that was just beautiful his footwork was great and i'm and all i could think about when i saw that was like you know those reports about how uh, tyson chandler is mentoring him uh this season and i'm i don't know if that's still going on i'm sure it is but uh that's all i could think about in that moment was like okay maybe Tyson Chandler is helping this dude and you know if he can add some muscle and everything maybe the Mavs have something because he's on a super cheap contract uh, in my opinion he gives you more than what your other bigs give you uh even though he is kind of um what's the word I don't want to say uncoordinated because that's that seems I mean, like a slide at NBA player but- <laughs>
1: <laughs> In all fairness, Dalton, like he's very young and raw. And everyone, a lot of people know that centers take a while to develop. So there's nothing wrong with him not having it all together. The the fact that he has the motor that he has is the most important thing. It's yeah. his motor. That's what makes him special. Because Dwight Powell has a motor too, but unfortunately, Dwight Powell does not have the body that that Moses has. And that and so those two combinations make for a deadly center. Once he actually just imagine, once he gets gets it together how he's going to look. And on that very, very team-friendly contract, I might add, too.
2: And that was the thing with Dwight Powell. Even before his Achilles injury, when he was super athletic and, you know, was able to dunk on anybody and go, you know, almost to the top of the backboard, catching alley-oops, stuff like that. Uh, Even then, though, he still had issues rebounding because his arms just aren't long enough. Uh, So that's the thing. You know, Moses, not only is he tall, but he's got a – super long wingspan I think it's like seven foot eight or something like that I have to look and see the exact measurements but anyway he's got a plus wingspan and he's already like seven two so that's always a a good thing and uh, I'm really encouraged by that I don't think he'll you know get consistent minutes against teams with more established bigs throughout this season unless the Mavs are just having injury issues or something like that but uh anytime you have a situation like these last two games where you can plug in your young guys they get a ton of run and you get the wins that is that is nothing but positive stuff for their development Mm -hmm. in the Mavs going forward and you know if anything even if you don't stay uh even if they don't stay with the Mavs long term uh at worst you know you're raising people's trade values um and by the way you mentioned KP's block on bridges earlier and that's the picture you used for your uh, your recap on dallasbasketball.com I just wanted to show that real quick. <laughs> Nasty. This <laughs> just, just incredible stuff from KP there and uh like I said he he had a uh, 22 points and 12 rebounds three three blocks in the first half finished with five blocks. Uh, and It was really the first game, Lance, where it seemed like he had everything going at once. Uh, He's probably had a couple other games where it seemed like that too against, uh, you know, earlier in the season. But as of late, it seems like he's really been struggling offensively, Uh, and he's still. He I haven't looked at the updated numbers, but before last night, he was shooting under thirty percent. Uh, from three, which is by it would be by far a career worse for him by like eight percentage points. so you have to think there's gonna be some positive regression there uh with his three point shooting just like you'd think the same thing with Reggie Bullock and some of these other guys too but um kP going forward, are you encouraged by how he's playing right now uh, and think it could be a good thing for the Mavs the rest of this season and going into the postseason if he stays healthy? Or are you kind of looking at every time he plays like this, like, oh, well, maybe it's increasing his trade value. Because some people, I got to be honest, I brought this up last night, and in a couple different locations, we have our uh, math Step Back Discord now, and uh, Twitter, and DMs, and all that stuff. And some people are just like, oh, man, don't do that. Don't bring up the KP trade stuff now. And I'm thinking like, well i mean <laughs> cuban's <laughs> look, gonna text you man cuban's gonna hit I, you up <laughs> yeah i mean i i know mark cuban doesn't want to hear something like that but i mean i just i don't know man i i look at how he is good at certain times but he's inconsistent at times too and i'm just thinking like if you look around the league and say sacramento for instance they have supposedly been shopping buddy Hield and marvin bagley together in a trade package, and that money matches up perfectly with KP. So I'm thinking, like, you know, Marvin Bagley, he's he's so much younger than KP. He still has a lot of upside. Buddy Heald, he could bring you some more consistent shooting. He's had a down year this year, but he's consistently like a 40% three-point shooter for his career. Uh, I look at stuff like that, and I'm just thinking, like, you know, who was it? Uh, I forgot who reported that. Uh, for Sacramento, but it said that they were trying to package those two players in return for a good player. And I'm thinking, <laughs> like, well, KP is a good player. I mean, yeah, let's <laughs> maybe that could work. But I mean, what are your thoughts there? Are you are you thinking trade KP? Or are you thinking like, you know, maybe he can keep up what he's been doing for the course of a whole season?
1: Uh, I don't think I don't think any mid season trade of that magnitude is going to help the team. I think it'll just hurt the team even more because I mean they got a new coach. I, th- I think what they're doing right now, just just do this for now. I mean, they have their own draft pick, so whatever happens, they have it at least. If there was to be a trade, I think it'd be in the off season because if they trade in mid season, Cuban would have to go on a PR rampage because all the stuff that he's been talking about, he would never trade Porzingis, and for him to trade him like a month later, like I th- I'd ra- <laughs> I think Cuban would rather double down than than do something as drastic as that, but. But seriously, I mean, Porzingis says look good. My issue is, like, when he looks good, and, and this is not—I'm just saying this might be coincidence. But when he looks good, a lot of the times the Mavs do lose. Yeah, you know, but they just happen to play, you know, a team without their best player. Although they still have like, like the Hornets have like Miles Bridges and Hayward and and um, man, I'm I'm forgetting the. The guard that just came well, back no, last uh, night. Well, no, the, no, the no, shooting no. guard Terry, Terry Rozier. Yeah. so he was playing too. So it's not like they don't have any. It's not like they were playing the Thunder. The Thunder are worse, even though they do have a yeah. couple of really good young players like as uh, Shea, just Alexander stuff. But
2: and Kelly Oubre Jr. is usually what I like to call oh, Mavs All Star. Yeah, versus yeah. Mavs All Star or yeah. a Hall of Fame versus yeah. Mav, You know, whatever you want to call yeah. it, he usually lights up the Mavs. Yeah, but he did not last night, so that was good.
1: But now uh, <laughs> I, I don't think I don't think that they're, they're going to be trading KP man. If anything, they're just going to ride this and the whole immaculate vibes thing they've been pushing is just they're going to continue with that. And I mean it's great. KP had five blocks and and didn't look stiff out there. So it's really like a friend of uh, DallasBasketball dot com, uh, Kirk Henderson, as he likes to say. It's a lot of times it's up to Por- his, Porzingis's body, not exactly him, you know. So. Yeah. They just got to keep monitoring him, make sure they don't play him too much. And and that's about it. I mean, I'm not saying they will never trade him because, I mean, Mark let Tyson Chandler walk twice. So I'm, <laughs> I'm not going to envision them really being super loyal. Like if they see a package, like maybe in the offseason, I just don't see them doing something so drastic in the regular season with a new head coach.
3: If you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs
0: Just go to indeed.com slash blue wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's indeed.com slash blue wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
2: Well, I think, uh, and I, I told somebody this earlier today, Lance. It To me, it kind of feels like the Mavs, anytime there's like rumors coming out, you know, Mark Cuban wants it to be like, oh, well, if you hear a rumor and it's not coming directly from us, it's always false. It, to me, it kind of feels like if something does come out, even if it was true at the time, they reverse course and they, you know, it's like they just completely event because you know we had the stuff about them shopping KP last year and so reportedly it was like with Golden State uh, they were going to try and do something with that and you know looking back thank goodness they didn't because (laughs) the Warriors are already amazing this year and with the way KP uh, has played since coming back from his back tightness that would just make them even better but you know since that report came out and I'm sure they were shopping him at one point just to kind of gauge and see what the what the trade interest was uh there's been nothing absolutely nothing since then so it's like they have just cut anywhere that that leak might might have come from, even if it was from the other team. It just kind of feels like they just completely shut it down. We're not trading him. Uh, got rid of Rick Carlisle. That seems to be, you know, what KP's main thing was there. So, I, I mean, I can see that. I can see where you're coming from there. Uh, I'm okay if they don't trade him. Uh, I think, you know, as long as he stays healthy, uh, he's added a little bit to his game to where – like, I know people groan about the post-up stuff, uh, especially at the beginning of the season when Jason Kidd said he was going to implement that. Uh, but he's really worked on it. Like, he's he's a lot better around the basket than he has been in recent years, and he's not getting punked uh, by smaller guys like he, like he was in the playoffs and over the course of the last regular season. So, uh, I'm encouraged by all of that. Uh, I think he will provide a huge spark for the Mavs in the postseason if they do get their hit healthy. And I like the biggest thing I take away from this stretch right now with Luca being out Lance is the guys, everybody, but Luca, you know, that's been the problem this year. It's like Luca, he's averaging 25, eight and eight, even with his conditioning issues, even with him having ankle issues. uh, You know, it's been all this stuff going on with him. And yet he's still averaging 25, eight and eight, and he's generating wide open looks for his teammates. The other guys, that's what's been the issue this year. So, to have Luca out, and, you know, the last time he was out, they didn't win a game. They went 0-3. So, to have him out now and for them to win two in a row and kind of, you know, building up some momentum, I think that's that's a good thing for this team going forward. You get these guys going individually. uh, You get Jalen Brunson back in a groove for when Luca comes back and he can help out a lot. Trey Burke. He looked like Trey Burke from the Orlando Bubble last night. He had 22 points off the bench. <laughs> it was just hitting everything. Uh one of my uh, one of my Twitter guys I see on our Mav Twitter guys his name's Austin. I can't pronounce his last name, but I see him on Twitter every now and then. He uh he uh uh said something about every couple of months. Uh I don't know what was that tweet he that hold on let me look at this okay okay he said he said once every 94 games or so trey burke turns into Allen iverson and it's incredible <laughs> that, that's probably the best way he could have put that uh so it was good to see that happen uh hopefully reggie bullock can get it going again you know he's we've seen some signs of life from him and He's another guy who's been like a 40% three-point shooter for his career. So, I just don't – I don't think it's going to – Wilson ball or not, uh, I don't think he's going to continue to shoot as poorly as he has in this first quarter of the season. And uh, who knows, man. uh, The way Justin Jackson has been performing for the Texas Legends, uh, maybe they need to – Bring him back from one of the end of the roster spots. You know they switched to the Wilson ball, and he dominated with the Wilson ball in college. So you know maybe there's a correlation there. Need to okay, so you Cuban,
1: you want to talk about bringing Justin Jackson back? Could they bring him back just so they can trade for Harrison Barnes and get a mulligan <laughs> on that trade? <laughs> yeah,
2: God, that was so bad. There, you you look back at the comedy of errors that have happened back to back over the last couple of seasons for the Mavs since uh since that KP trade. And in the KP trade worked out okay. You know, KP, when he's healthy, KP helps you a lot. And Tim Hardaway Jr. turned out to be a a very big surprise there. But after that, there have been so many miscues. It's just, it's crazy. But um, looking ahead just to this Lakers game, Lance, whether Luka plays or not, you know, given how the Lakers have struggled so far this year and, you know, everybody's talked about their advanced age and all that um uh, they've shown flashes since lebron has gotten healthy but i mean what are your what are your expectations for this game on wednesday national tv wednesday night uh we're doing a math step back watch party for it so you guys be sure to go sign up for i'll premium. be there I'll, I'll i'm not doing the recap second. So yeah
1: <laughs> i'm not doing the recap i don't think unless, unless someone signs me up for it i'll be three-peating but I think Bree's doing that one. I'll have to double check, but anyway. I, I was trying to go to the games, the game, but, man, they want way too much for nosebleed. I'll have to just <laughs> catch it. It's like $80 for nosebleed, and with the ticket fees, it's like $200. I was like, nah, I'm good. Nah, yeah. but, I uh, I mean, it's the Lakers. No, no, no matter how they're playing, the Mavs are going to struggle against, like, players like AD, like, just bigs, like, that they have. I mean, last year, the Mavs caught – the Lakers while they were running into health issues. So they were able to, I think uh, win the season series against them actually, which is not something they always do. Um, But uh, no, I'm LeBron just is coming off a triple double. Like it's against Luca. It's on national TV. And it's, uh, I'm not here predicting win or losses, but I think it's going to be uphill battle for, for the Mavericks. Honestly. I mean, these are typically the situations that are like, it's, it's, it's great for, for drama and everything, but like, it takes me back to like when the, the Mavs played the Lakers on Christmas, and everyone was hyping it up, and then they end up getting their tails, yeah. you know, taken off. So I think it, I think it's gonna be fun, but I I just don't know if it's gonna be like a buzzer beater situation here. Or I mean, it's it's gonna be fun regardless. I can't wait to watch because it's you know Luca and LeBron at the theater and that alone, you, win or win or loss regardless, is is fun. But I don't know, man. I.
2: Well, I I know the team's gotten two yeah. wins without Luca now, but considering who they've played, I mean the Lakers, they haven't been world beaters or anything. You know, they've they've had their own <laughs> share of struggles, but mm-hmm. uh, I feel like this one, if Luca doesn't play, I'm expecting a loss. I mean, that's just I, I feel like I feel like they're fortunate to have gotten two straight wins now without him, and I think they'll lose if he doesn't play. If he does play, you know, the last time he came back from. An ankle injury was uh, in in Los Angeles against the Clippers, and they had that thrilling overtime win. And Luca loves to get up for the moment in in, in those type of situations. So, if Luca comes back, I'm I'm expecting a very good game, and I I do think the Mavs have a chance of winning their third uh, straight. So,
1: yeah, sorry um. for
2: uh, not being as optimistic as you. I just. Every time well, I
1: that, think of Mavs on national TV, <laughs> yeah, mo- and I, you know, I'm trying to be objective here, but when I think of Mavs on national TV versus LeBron, it, it usually doesn't go well. So. Yeah,
2: <laughs> especially a couple. I remember. Uh, I can't remember if it was last season or the season before the bubble. But I remember uh, which
1: game you're talking about.
2: Yeah, Seth Curry or or uh, no Dwight Howard. Dwight Howard, gra- gra- Howard grabs yes. Seth Curry, and they didn't call it. And it ended up with a Danny Green three that sent it to overtime. Never should have gone to overtime. It was ridiculous.
1: (laughs) Oh yeah, uh, I'm surprised I didn't get into a spat with someone at that bar last night. That night, because there was a lot of Lakers fans that I was clearly peeved.
2: (laughs) They can be intense for sure. Which Mavs fans can too, but not not at the level that uh, that Lakers fans are. But (laughs) well, guys, look before we before we take off here, I do want to take a chance to. to plug math step back premium. If you don't know, you know, your perch for premium uh, you get access to all of our live watch parties. Uh, We're doing those on the uh, playback app. It's in beta testing right now. So it's not like public, but uh, it should probably be sometime in March. But uh, for right now we're doing, we're sending out these private links to people to where they can join. And basically it's a live stream and it's kind of like green room where there's a chat for everybody to talk in the room and, we can bring people on stage and the little bubbles uh, you know at the bottom it's kind of like we're the the commentators on the game and we can bring up people as guests and stuff like that it's really cool uh, y'all should definitely consider you know signing up and try it out at least for a month you know it's four dollars a month if you don't think it's worth your your four dollars a month you can cancel at any time uh, you don't have to go past you know one month if you don't want to but anyway you get access to all of our live watch parties you get all of our episodes on there, ad free exclusive bonus pods with special guests i've got one coming up thursday for y'all uh, you get access to our math step back discord where we're always talking mavs have different channels we have one specifically set up for trade speculation uh and then you get a free t-shirt if you sign up before the end of the year so that's just these next couple weeks if you sign up before we get to 2022 you'll get a free math step back t-shirt and you can sign up at patreon.com slash step back and i'm gonna just show y'all this uh, little thing here it shows let's see okay off to the right there there's your chat uh like i said it's similar to green room uh you can put your own profile picture and everything and talk throughout the game down here at the TV screen, or the stream part right here, you'll see the little bubbles. That was me and my guy, Taylor Peterson. He's from the uncontested uh, OKC podcast. He came on for, for Mavs Thunder the other night, and we had a great time. So uh, be sure to go check that out. It's, it's worth a try. I mean, we've had a ton of fun with it. We've had a handful of people sign up for this last couple of weeks, and it's going to just continue growing from there. And, you know, the goal for this – And I haven't told many people, Lance, but, you know, if we could just get like half of our normal podcast subscribers, listeners to sign up for premium, I'm eventually going to move out to the Dallas area. (laughs) I've got, I've got to, I've got to get to a certain point where it makes, you know, sense for me to do that. So I figured as much as I love doing this, I'm going to put out extra content, uh, when I can during my, you know, my spare time or, you know, my lunch breaks or whatever, I'm going to keep putting out this extra content for people and hopefully it gets to a point where, you know, I can, uh, you know, my wife and I can move out that way. And I know she'd make a lot more money teaching out that way than, than she does in South Mississippi. So uh, that's the end goal with all of this, not only just to bring everybody more of our math step back content, but uh, just so I can potentially get closer to everybody too. So that's the end goal in mind. We'll see how it goes for now. Uh, Like I said, if anybody wants to, Sign up and try it. It's patreon.com slash Mavs step back. And we hope to see a lot of you on Wednesday for Mavs Lakers. It starts at 630 p.m. Central time. And Lance, we'll see you there, too. You said you're going to be able to join us. Oh, yeah,
1: I'm definitely uh, going to be there.
2: After back-to-back recaps, uh, you need a little bit of a break. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Thankfully, the Mavs made the uh, the last one really easy for me, so I was yeah, thankful both of for them. that. Yeah, yeah, both of them. Really.
2: Were, you were able to wrap those up before uh, before the fourth quarter. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, again, guys, uh, Lance Robertson. You can find him at Lance underscore nine seventy two on Twitter. Uh, he's always posting his work from DallasBasketball.com and giving his thoughts on other things, maps related and sports related, you know, all that good stuff. So be sure to follow him. Be sure to like, rate, and subscribe on all your favorite podcast platforms. We're still doing that thing where if you leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, it'll enter you for a chance to win a free t-shirt. All you have to do is put your Twitter ad or Instagram ad, some way for us to get in contact with you. Uh, we haven't had we haven't given out any of those lately because I think it's probably been two or three weeks uh, since we got our last, uh, review done on there. So, uh, it'd be a good time to do it. Nobody's done it in a couple of weeks. So your chances of winning, uh, one of those t-shirts goes up when that happens. So guys, we appreciate it. Y'all have a great rest of your day and we'll see you on Wednesday. Y'all have a good one. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early. So everyone can go home on time. There's Granger